You are listening to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast with Monica Louie, episode number 56. Welcome to the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast, where we help online entrepreneurs grow their influence, amplify their impact, and scale their businesses all the way to seven figures. And now, here's your host, Monica Louie. Hey, hey, thank you so much for joining me for the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. I'm Monica Louie, and welcome to episode 56. I am so excited to bring you today's episode all about the key elements to building a successful and sustainable online business. This is actually going to be a two-part series. Today's episode is going to cover the five key elements to building a sustainable business. And next week, I'm going to walk you through step-by-step how to put it all together and in the right order to create and scale your online business. But before we dive in, if you're new to the podcast and don't know me yet, I want to welcome you. I am Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist, and I run a successful ads agency where my team and I manage ads for six and seven figure online businesses. I'm also the creator of Flourish with Facebook ads, my online training program that teaches my step-by-step system for creating campaigns that convert. My team and I have managed more than $2 million in ad spend and served more than 800 students and clients. And we are in the trenches every single day, keeping a pulse on what's working now in the world of Facebook and Instagram ads. And while I absolutely love teaching about Facebook and Instagram ads, the goal of this podcast is to discuss what it really takes to build a sustainable online business. And while my business hasn't yet hit seven figures, I have built a multiple six-figure business year over year, and I firmly believe that hitting seven figures is just a matter of time. Plus, I've had the honor of working with several six, seven, and eight-figure brands over the years, and I have a growing network of six and seven-figure business owners too. I've noticed that All of the successful businesses that I've encountered have all of these elements that I'm going to share with you today. So let's get right into it. As always, you can find all of the links and resources that are mentioned in today's episode at monicalouie.com slash 56. That's M-O-N-I-C-A-L-O-U-I-E.com slash the number 56. And I will be sharing several resources with you today. So be sure to check out the show notes for a complete list of resources and links. All right, let's dive into the five key elements of building a sustainable online business. All right, the very first key element to building a successful, sustainable online business is to get your mindset right. So just know when creating a business, this will likely not be a walk in the park. There will be challenges, but that's what we do as business owners. We solve problems. And you have to know, you have to have the confidence to know that there is nothing you cannot overcome. There will be times when tech will fail you. You will have your webinar software just blow up in your face. You'll lose a big client. Your launch will fall short of your goals, but you have to keep going. There will be bumps in the road, but those who are the most successful are the ones that stick with it for the long term because they're focused on their long term vision, their long term goal for their business, their clients and customers that they serve, what 
having a sustainable, successful business will do for themselves and their family, the impact that they are making in the world. They keep all of that at the forefront so that when bumps in the road occur, when there are obstacles that get in the way, you keep focused and you keep going. So when I first started in learning about this whole online business world, I was following people like Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield, and Michelle Schroeder-Gardner. And I saw that they were building super successful online businesses seemingly very fast. So Pat Flynn um, and Michelle Schroeder-Gardner from Making Sense of Sense were both sharing their monthly income reports. And so I could see I could go back into their archives and see the trajectory of their growth, that both of them grew these online businesses really quickly. And then Amy Porterfield on her podcast shared openly about how successful her launches were and how much money she was making and when she built a million dollar business and when she built a multi-million dollar business. And so these people that I looked up to were inspiring me to build my own successful business. They were helping me believe that it truly was possible. And since I love setting huge goals, I thought that I too would create a super successful business really fast. But it didn't quite happen that way. So when I started my very first blog back in 2015, I thought that I was going to hit the ground running and I was going to be making six figures, if not more, in my very first year of business. And it, what happened was far from it. So my first couple of years with my first blog, the income was very slow. It was very slow to start generating income. And now that I have some perspective, I'm able to look back at it and see that my mindset wasn't there. I didn't have the confidence to put myself out there to help grow my brand, help grow my blog. And so when I ended up selling my blog a couple years later and transitioning to this business that I have now at monicalouis.com, I decided that I was going to go all in with this business. So I hired a business coach. My good friend, Lisa Peterson, was my very first business coach. And I really wanted her to help with my mindset and really just diving in. And in my first year of this business, I made the goal to hit six figures in revenue. And I didn't quite hit that, but I almost did, which is far more than I ever made from my blog that I sold. So I hit $92,000 in revenue in my very first year in this business. That was in 2017. And then 2018, I hit multiple six figures, grew again in 2019, and I'm on the path of more growth in here we are in 2020. So just because I set my sights high and I aimed big, but I also knew that I had my mindset right building this business, that I was going to put myself out there and I wasn't going to let fear get in my way. If you want to hear a great story of tragedy and overcoming obstacles, then I invite you to listen to my interview that I did on the podcast with John Brampton. He was recently on the podcast in episode 52. You can hear his story of struggle and how he's built multiple seven-figure businesses very successful serial entrepreneur, but he is not without his failures. And he shares about those in that episode. So the ones that are the most successful are the ones that keep getting back up, that keep tackling, that keep striving toward their goals. And I have a couple book recommendations for you 
if you followed along, I absolutely love books. I've read, I don't know how many books, hundreds and hundreds of books, but a couple of books that I recommend if you want to focus on improving your mindset is a really great book by Angela Duckworth called Grit that I read that a couple of years ago. And that is just a really great book. Um, so I highly recommend it. Also, The Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz. It's an older book, but this was recommended by Tim Ferriss. So I decided to check it out a few years ago. And it definitely is a great classic book that is still very relevant today. So Grit by Angela Duckworth and The Magic of Thinking Big by David J. Schwartz. And also, Check out episode 38 of the Flourish of Seven Figures podcast. I interviewed Dr. Shannon Irvin, who is all about mindset and building an epically successful business. She also has an amazing podcast called the Epic Success Podcast. So check that out. She she and I have been in a mastermind for the last couple of years together, and our mastermind cohorts have dubbed her Dr. Mindset because she really helps people overcome their limiting beliefs and step out and step big to really fulfill their goals. So definitely check her out. All right, the second key element is to understand your ideal customer avatar. So I want you to get really clear on who you want to work with. Who are you going to enjoy serving, whether it's your customers, your clients? Who do you really want to serve? Do you want to serve doctors? Do you want to serve dentists? Do you want to serve other entrepreneurs? Do you want to serve moms? Do you want to serve parents? Do you want to serve kids? Who do you want to be your ideal customers? So get clear on who you want to work with and then also merge that with who will pay you. So if you're going to help students, maybe you're going to help children, then think about that the people who are going to pay you are likely going to be their parents or their grandparents. So who is going to actually pay you for what you have to offer? And think about who knows that they need your help. Business is a whole lot easier when your clients or customers know that they need your service or product. So when I started off, my first blog was in the personal finance space. I was a financial coach. And so my blog was all about our debt-free journey and getting out of debt. And I really wanted to serve to inspire others to believe that it was possible to get out of debt. But I had to overcome the hurdle to help them believe first that it was possible for them. And then I had to get over the hurdle of helping them understand that it would be in their greatest benefit to pay in order to get some help with creating their debt freedom plan. So that was a big hurdle that I had to overcome. And I have to say, I wasn't the greatest at getting over that hurdle. And there are many people out there in the personal finance space who are great at getting over that hurdle. Dave Ramsey, for one, he does a three-hour radio show every single week weekday, and his diehard listeners are the ones who are more likely to become his customers because they've been... Um, coached over and over and over by listening to his radio show to believe in the possibilities of getting out of debt and 
and better managing their money. So it is definitely possible. Um, but that is something that I definitely felt was a challenge in my first business. In my current business, though, as soon as I transitioned to helping people with their Facebook ads, Facebook was a very hot topic. Facebook ads specifically was a very hot topic at the end of 2016 going into 2017, which kind of drew me into making the transition because I didn't even have to try to put myself out there. People were coming to me asking for my help with Facebook ads. And so it was very clear to me early on as my business grew rapidly and demand for my services grew that people were wanting this service of learning how to manage and run their own successful Facebook ads. And so that led me to then creating a course. I So I started off with one-on-one coaching, which my schedule filled up very quickly. So then I created an online course so I could help more people at a lower price point. And then when I launched that course, the same month that I launched that course, uh, people started reaching out for my help in managing their ads. They wanted to outsource their ads management. And so they came to me to manage their ads for them. And that's when I began to build my team and my agency in order to facilitate our growing demand of people wanting us to run their ads for them. So my business has grown really fast because there has been that demand. Also, because we're really good at what we do, we get amazing results for our clients. And so word of mouth definitely helps to spread um, for that organic growth. But you know, knowing that there are so many entrepreneurs out there who are interested in learning Facebook ads because they see the power of it already, I don't have to do a lot of convincing to help people understand the power of Facebook ads. I definitely still touch on it in my marketing, but it's not something that I've had to spend a lot of time talking about. So if people know that they need your help, they know that they need your product or service, whatever you're offering, then that is going to help you get to a faster start as well. So in understanding your ideal customer avatar, I have a couple resources for you. Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. It's one of my very favorite books. And um, my team and I actually implemented his process into our ads management services. So we do this process with our clients in order to understand their ideal customer avatars and be able to position their products and offerings in the right way through our ads. And also Pat Flynn, my mentor, my coach, um, he's been on the podcast in episode 14. His book, Will It Fly, is really great. He has several exercises in that book that I have gone through step-by-step. He breaks it down for you and he's got a free companion course that will walk you through the processes as well that he outlines. Um, And that will help you understand your ideal customer avatar who is already marketing to them and where you can fill the gaps in the market. So that's a great book that you should pick up as well. All right, so step number three, I've already, or element number three, I've already hinted at multiple times already, is that you have to have a high quality offer or product that people will pay money for And then you've got to be able to produce fantastic results, especially if it's a service um, or a program that people go through. So, you know, we have several different possibilities here when it comes to online business. You could have a physical product. So you could be in the e-commerce space, like my friend Alex Jimenez from Travel Fashion Girl. She was on episode 20. She started off with a blog, a very popular blog, and then she saw a need for um, packing cubes. She created this packing cube system to help people pack more lightly so that they can can travel with carry-on only as opposed to having to pay, you know, check baggage fees. And so she ended up creating her own packing cubes that she sells very successfully. And that's because she built up her audience through her blog first and they became, you know, perfect people to 
uh, purchase her products. So Alex from episode 20. Also, I interviewed Adriana Kerrig from Little Words Project. She has this amazing jewelry line that I absolutely love. I bought some bracelets from her jewelry line for my entire team for Christmas last year. So check out Little Words Project. She was in episode 30 talking about how she just launched her physical product business and she talked all about how she did that and how she grew it into a multi-million dollar business in just a matter of a few years. It's a great story. So definitely check out that episode, episode 30 with Adriana Carrick. Also, of course, in the online space, we're very familiar with digital products. So that could be online courses or training programs. Like I have my own Flourish with Facebook ads. You can learn more about that at monicalouie.com slash Flourish. But that is my online training program that has served hundreds of students, teaching them how to create their own successful Facebook and Instagram ads. And I also have a VIP group coaching program that goes along with that. And then there's also software that I've had uh, Dave Chesson from Kindlepreneur. He has a very popular software product called Publisher Rocket. He was episode two of the podcast. He's been a longtime client. Um, so check out monicalouie.com slash two to check out his interview and how he built a million dollar business in just four years with this $97 software product. It's an incredible story. Also, Greg Mercer has Jungle Scout. He's a hugely successful business. He was on episode 41. I interviewed all about how he told his story all about how he started with just an email list of 100 people. And now he has over 200,000 paying customers for his software product. So software, if um, if you've got a great idea for software, neither one of, of these people, Dave or Greg, are software engineers. Um, and so they hired developers to help build these products, but they had a great idea for these products. And then, of course, what I've done very successfully is offering services. So I started off with financial coaching back with my first blog. And then when I started my Facebook ads business, I started off with one-on-one Facebook ads coaching. And I worked with dozens and dozens of clients very successfully with private coaching, including Deacon Hayes from Well Kept Wallet, uh, Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. And so that is what really started uh, me understanding how to teach Facebook ads. I just kind of dove in with a few clients that had reached out to me asking me for help with their Facebook ads. And so I decided that I wanted to teach them how to do it as opposed to just taking that on myself um, initially. And so I started off with coaching and that is what gave me the experience I needed in order to later build my course, Flourish with Facebook Ads. And then now I speak and teach and do summits and interviews and this podcast where I teach a lot about Facebook and Instagram ads. So that private coaching was a great place for me to start. If you are just getting started with your business, then coaching, teaching others in a private setting or maybe a small group coaching program can be a great way to get started. And then um, furthering my services, then as demand grew for ads management, that's when I built my team, my agency, so that we can manage ads for other online businesses and take that off their plate so that they can outsource that and not have to worry about it. And then I've got a couple friends in the PR space, Christina Nicholson, she was on episode four, and Brittany Lynn, who is on episode 40. They're both amazing publicists. They have their own PR agencies. They're great at what they do. And so because 
there was a lot of demand for their services, they have built their teams that offer PR services for their clients. Also, um, my friend Prerna Malik from episode 54, she's a copywriting genius. So she was just recently on the podcast. And my friend Brian Cohen from episode 36, he and his team, he has an agency where they write book descriptions. So it is copywriting, um, but it's very niche. It's a very niche space where he and his team write book descriptions for authors. Um, and they can use those book descriptions either on the back of their physical copied books or and or on their Amazon um, sales page to help them sell more books. So you can get very specific with who you are serving and what kind of service you offer. So remember, you've got to have a great product or offer that people will pay money for and then produce fantastic results. You can have a physical product, digital product, or you can offer a service or you can have a combination of a couple of those or all three. The fourth key element to building a sustainable, successful online business is the marketing piece. So once you have this offer and you know who who you are serving and you've got your mindset right, you've got to get it out there. So marketing, I looked at the uh, definition of marketing, is the action or business of promoting and selling products or services, including market research and advertising. So really, I mean, it's promoting what your business does, what you have to offer, how you serve people. And then it can also include market research and advertising, which of course is my zone of genius with Facebook and Instagram ads. So there are lots of different ways that you can market your services, um, your products, your um, digital products or physical products or uh, software products. But some of the most common ways in the online business world is through content marketing. So that means where you are blogging or podcasting or creating YouTube videos about your topic. So whatever your space is, whatever your your niche is, then speak to your ideal customer avatar. That's where you can offer value for free in a form of content marketing. And then you can let people know about your products and offerings. Um, And you can get more eyes on your content marketing through SEO. I interviewed Larry Ludwig and John Schmoll about SEO where they were revealing their SEO secrets. So Larry Ludwig was on episode 12 and John Schmoll was on episode 24. So SEO is a great way to get your content organically found. And then of course, you can promote your content via Facebook ads which I absolutely love to do and I I do for myself and help my clients with as well. And so another way that you can market your products and services is via paid advertising, of course, with Facebook and Instagram ads. So not only can you promote your content, your free content, but you can also promote your paid offerings via paid advertising. And also Pinterest ads. Don't discount Pinterest promoted pins. I have a very popular episode. One of my most popular episodes is when I interviewed Monica Froze. She is the go-to for Pinterest promoted pins. That was episode 26. And as I said, it's one of my most popular episodes. It's a great episode. So definitely check out episode 26 and Monica Froze. And if you do want to learn more about Facebook and Instagram ads, I've done several episodes on the topic. Some of my favorites and most popular ones are episodes three, 
25 and 21. So check those out if you want to get your feet wet with understanding the basics of Facebook and Instagram ads. And I already mentioned my friends, Christina Nicholson and Brittany Lynn, but they are PR geniuses. So PR stands for public relations. And this is where you can do outreach to get interviewed in the media or get um, stories written about you in the media. So lots of different ways to get out there. Christina Nicholson was on episode four, how to pitch to the media the right way and turn publicity into profit. It's a very step-by-step episode. And then also Brittany Lynn, we were very specific in that episode, how to pitch to podcasts. That's episode 40. So if either of those interest you, I definitely recommend checking those out. And if you are just wanting to understand what goes into marketing, I've got some book recommendations for you. Influence by Robert Cialdini is a very popular, I would say classical, classic book. Um, It's been around for a while, but it's a great book that breaks down um, how you can influence your customers and let them know, um, help them make those buying decisions. And then Contagious, by Jonah Berger. It's a great book. Um, a lot of interesting tidbits in that book. I have learned a lot of very interesting things about marketing that I've used and in, incorporated in my marketing. Russell Brunson is a marketing genius. And so his book, Expert Secrets, has a lot in that book. But if you want to learn how to create a high converting webinar, that book takes you step by step. And then I also want to reference here, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. There's just a lot of great things in that book uh, that helps you get clarity on your ideal customer avatar, but then also how to position your products and your offerings to your ideal customer avatar so that they know that your offerings are the best solution for them. And the fifth and final key element of building a sustainable online business is to have recurring revenue. So it's one thing to sell something once. It's another thing to make revenue consistently. And of course, that's the key to building a sustainable online business is to have revenue coming in consistently. So there are a few different ways that you can do this. You can have an evergreen sales funnel. And we talked about that with Purna Malik in episode 54. Uh, And so that is where you can use a source of traffic, whether it's SEO or podcasts, being interviewed on podcasts or your own podcast or Facebook ads, which is my favorite way, to drive traffic into an evergreen sales funnel, which helps to build the relationship with your prospective customer. And then when the time is right, let them know about your paid product that you offer for sale or your paid service. And so that's how you can create consistent sales by going through an evergreen sales funnel. Another way to do this, which is something that I implemented early on in my business is through monthly services. Um, You could have a a retainer for your services. So we do this on my team with ads management, where when a client signs up to work with us, they designate a period of time in which they're going to work with us, three, six, or 12 months usually. And we will have a contract for that length of time. And then we know that we have committed to working together for that length of time. So for for our business side of things, then we know that we can rely on that revenue for the coming months. It is 
really great to know that we've got so many clients and we've got so much revenue coming in month over month over month. And another way that you can do this, just other service ideas is through podcast editing. I pay my podcast editor a monthly fee so that he will be available. He and his team will be available to consistently edit my podcast. You can pay a social media manager. Um, so there are different, you know, services that people will need month over month over month. These are the ones that I that come to mind for me since I work with entrepreneurs. But no matter what your space is, you can think about is there a monthly service that you can provide that can be that retainer type relationship. Another way to build recurring revenue is through a membership site. So you can have a membership program. Maybe you turn your course into a membership program. Maybe you have several courses you've created over the years and you can package those up as a membership, the foundation of a membership program. So Shane Sams from flippedlifestyle.com is one of my favorite people to who has done this, uh, he and his wife, Jocelyn stumbled upon this method when they were beginning their first ventures into online business. And now they teach people through their flip your life community. They teach people how to build sustainable membership sites. So he's going to be coming on the podcast very soon. Um, he is a load of fun. So, uh, I can't wait to share that interview with you. But basically, somebody pays you a monthly membership fee, and then they are promised, you get to decide as the membership creator, you get to decide what that membership fee pays for. Maybe they get access to your entire library of courses. Maybe you're coming up with new offers each month. Um, maybe there's a coaching component that goes with it, and that's how I have mine set up. So I have my Flourish with Facebook ads program, but then for the VIP group coaching program, every single month I have group coaching sessions and then I also have the Facebook group and there are opportunities for people to jump in the hot seat and get feedback on their campaigns. So there's an ongoing membership component if you want to have access to those perks of being a VIP. And then Another way that you can create recurring revenue is through payment plans. So maybe you have a higher priced course or program and you want to be able to make it easy for people to commit to saying yes. So you break it down into monthly installment payments. And I know Amy Porterfield has done this with a number of her different higher priced courses where she's offered $97 a month for 12 months for her $1,000 products. So if you don't have $1,000 or you don't want to invest $1,000 upfront in one big lump sum, you can agree to paying $97, which might be more manageable over a 12 month period of time. So yes, in the end, you're paying a little bit more, but you are, it might be easier for your bank account to digest. So that's one method that I know Amy Porterfield has used. And with membership sites and payment plans and really any kind of recurring revenue, there might be an issue with credit cards that expire or insufficient funds. So just know that that might be one of the downsides to having the recurring revenue. But as long as you have a process in place to reach out to people when or if that happens timely, then we've had great success in recovering those funds. We've never missed out on any funds, but I know that um, there are some people where that's a big issue for them. So that's just one thing to look out for. But otherwise, having that recurring revenue where you know that you can depend on that money coming in month after month after month, that can really help you build a sustainable 
sustainable business, you're able and willing to invest it. So for me, I've invested a lot of money over the years in coaching. I mentioned my first business coach, Lisa Peterson, and my current business coach is Pat Flynn. I'm in his SPI Accelerator program for the second year now. And it's a large investment, but it's truly been beneficial for my business to be in those coaching programs. And because I have this recurring revenue as part of my business model, I know that I am able to pay the fee amount to participate in those coaching programs. So um, benefit of recurring revenue, I mean, it's pretty obvious, but it's really nice when you can get to a place in your business where you have money that you can count on, you know that there might be slight variations in your revenue, um, but for the most part, you can count on that. And as Shane Sam says with his membership program, that if he has churn in his membership program, let's say he loses 10 members in a month, then he knows in order to grow and make more money the following month, he just needs to bring in 11 more people, 11 more new members into his membership program. So it's a great thing. Okay, so to recap the five key elements of building a sustainable online business, the first one is you've got to get your mindset right. And I provided a number of resources for you that will help you with that. And again, I will have everything in the show notes at monicalouie.com slash 56. The second key element is to understand your ideal customer avatar, get very clear on who you want to work with, who you want to serve, and then get clear on who they are, where you can find them, and how you can position your offerings to be the best solution for them. The third key element is to create that high quality offer, product, service, whatever that is that people will pay money for, and then produce fantastic results. That's how you'll build a reputation in your field in your industry as the go-to source or product, and it will spread like wildfire via word of mouth, which is fantastic. The fourth key element is the marketing. Don't be afraid of marketing. Marketing, I think, is a lot of fun to get clear on how you can position your product, your offer, your service in the marketplace, how you can get it in front of people and how you can let people know what you have to offer. Because if they don't know what you have to offer, then selling your offering is going to be more difficult. And so sales is definitely part of marketing. And of course, there are a number of different ways that you can market your products and services. And my favorite way is through Facebook ads. And then the fifth and final key element is to have that recurring revenue component. So think through, a lot of people miss this one. A lot of people just think, oh, I made a course and then I'm going to sell it for $99. And, but then if you want to have consistent income, consistent revenue, you've got to sell it over and over and over and find new people to sell it to. So that's where a few different recurring revenue models might help you build up that foundation of recurring revenue over time. All right, I hope that was helpful for you and got you thinking about how you can build or improve your sustainable online business. So thank you so much for joining me today. I would love to hear which of the five key elements you've got covered in your business and which ones you're still working on. So you can share those with me in the comments at monicalouie.com slash 56, which of course is where you'll find all the show notes and links and resources mentioned. Or you can tag me on Instagram. I am at Flourish with Monica. You can also DM me there. I would love to hear from you. You can find all the links and resources that I mentioned in this episode at monicalouie.com slash 56. 
And if you are ready to scale your business with Facebook ads, then I invite you to check out my free Facebook ad starter kit. You can find that at monicalouie.com slash guide. The starter kit takes you through these six simple steps to creating campaigns that convert. Plus, there's an awesome checklist so you can make sure you've got everything you need before you jump into the ads manager. And if you're like me, then you love a good checklist. And if you're interested in learning more about how my team and I might be able to help you with your Facebook, Instagram, or Pinterest ads, go to monicalouie.com slash WWM. We have information there about our services. As I mentioned, I'll have all the links and resources in the show notes at monicalouie.com slash 56. And if you've found this helpful, please leave a rating and review so that more people can find this podcast. It truly helps get the podcast found by more people. And subscribe so that you can be notified when the next episode comes out. Brand new episodes come out every single Thursday. And next week, I will be sharing part two of this series where I'll be breaking down these steps to creating a sustainable business. So this week's episode was the building blocks and next week I'm breaking it down step-by-step for you. So please join me for next week's episode of the Flourish to Seven Figures podcast. That's all for today. Take care, stay healthy, and let's flourish. Flourish.